All your base are belong to us. Hello and welcome to Fake Geek Girls, a podcast looking at nerdy pop culture from both a fan and critical perspective, encouraging the things we love to do better. I'm Missy, I'm a writer, and uh, I don't have a brain. (laughs) I'm Mary, I'm a marketer, and um, Missy does have a brain. The world just like to take it out and scramble it. It's true, like a little egg. They didn't even use milk. No. It's like a, it's a really shitty scrambled egg. Just pepper, no salt. Or actually, just salt, no pepper. No, just pepper, no salt. Just pepper, no salt. It's okay. a, it's like a bland ass spray oil, no milk, just pepper, um, dry, and it's and it's three egg whites, one yolk. <laughs> yeah, that's what's happening in my brain. Uh, it's what we've been up to, and I've watched a lot of movies. It's true, Missy has, um, because I'm still reading Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. Oh my God, you've been reading that for? Is it that you? don't like it as no, much so you're not reading it's a thousand pages long on thin paper with tiny text wait, hold on. wait one second and it's really slow what's it called jonathan strange and mr norrell uh and then i've also had to take a break from jonathan strange and mr norrell to do our daniel craig bond outline and then also to read new moon so it's not it's not the uh the uh fastest i'm not making the most progress would you like to know how many hours it is yes well, i want you to guess 45 37 37 hours it's a um, lot of hours yeah that's a lot um that's a that's a game of thrones yeah it is it is up in that range um so i've been watching a lot of movies i haven't finished any books this is all movies uh we've also been watching grace and frankie but we haven't finished a season yet so is um, it good yeah i like it i think the first season was a little bit stronger mm. but which is, Which is saying something yeah. because the first season, it took about half the season before it got going. But the second half was really good. Hmm. Um, but I did watch the remainder of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, The Two Towers and The Return of the King. Um, my feelings have not changed. I love hobbits more than anything. Uh, fully 75 to 80% of my enjoyment of Two Towers and Return of the King come from the adventures of hobbits. Um and not much else. I have to. I have to be honest. I simply don't care about the what the humans are doing in these movies. I care exclusively about hobbits. Um, I have no regrets. I am not ashamed. Uh, I just love those little guys. Um, I'm gonna get you a shirt that says "Hobbits." Just love those. Little I just guys. love those little guys. Um, the friend will just say "Hobbits." <laughs> It'll be extra cool. I'll I'll look like a really normal person in it. Um, but yeah, I love. <laughs> must you? That was so loud. But yeah, I love. I love me some Lord, Hobbits. some Lord of the Rings. I love the Hobbits in particular. Um, these second two movies, I think, are really good adaptations. Uh, if you don't want to read the books, because I think they streamline them in a really effective way. Except, I can't remember what it's called. But the thing that now I can't remember who picked it up either, Mary or Pippin. I watched me. it. A couple weeks ago, now I can't remember who did it. the The Hobbit that picks up the like cursed artifact. I think I don't think that plot comes through in the movie whatsoever. Um, he picks it up, and then Gandalf's like, "Let's just go somewhere else," and then they go somewhere else, and that's how it's resolved. I think that I know what you're talking about. I think I want to say Pippin, but I think it's Mary because it would be easy to 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 throw off Mary because no one really cares. How could you say that? <laughs> well, it's not a main Hobbit. 
Mary's absolutely a main hobbit. Mary, Thank you, I am. Um, anyway, I think it's in the extended edition, which is why, I because I've watched the extended edition and I think it does get the full plot, but it is not in the full, in the theatrical version, which is what we watched because our roommate had not seen them and I was not going to expose somebody to the extended editions for their first watch because I have a kind heart. Um, so yeah, they're still good. That's my opinion. Like I said about Fellowship, I kind of love how like, in love with the fact that he's making a movie Peter Jackson is to like sometimes to the movie's detriment, but like, I kind of love it. Like the like weird glowing effects and stuff like that. Like it doesn't look good, but I'm like, you're, you're swinging for the fences and I admire it. I don't like love when someone tries to swing for the fences. Yeah. I, it's, it doesn't look good and I wouldn't say I like it, but I'm glad you did it because let me tell you, nothing else looks like that. (laughs) <laughs> I can't remember it enough to know what you're talking about. Do you remember this? It's it happens in Fellowship, the one I'm thinking of in particular, where Frodo is like dying because he's been stabbed by the Nazgul, and like the screen fades to white, and there's like a transparent Frodo over like pictures of his friends popping up. Yes, <laughs> yes, I vaguely remember. It this. doesn't look good. It, <laughs> yes, it doesn't look good, but I like it. So yeah. I, I like I just appreciate that he went for this corny effect and everybody said, yeah, do that. And then he did it. And it's in like a good movie. So I don't know. I appreciate it. Um, that's all I have to say about those. I'm going to breeze right through some of these because. Well, you talked about some of these. Before. Yeah. Um, I watched Halloween three Curse of the Witch, which is uh, has no. You mag- would like a movie called that. I, I you know what I would. And you know what's unfortunate? There are no witches. Um, so this is, there is no, the only Michael time Michael Myers is in this movie is when they're, when they're watching, no, not watching, but the Halloween movie is playing on the TV in the background. It has absolutely nothing to do with what's going on. Uh, the story is about, um, this doctor who has some kids and they, all the kids, it's Halloween time. It starts at eight more days till Halloween. And I say that because it starts with this awful song that just goes eight more days till Halloween, 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 eight more days till Halloween, silver shamrock. I was wondering where that came from because Brian Fuller, who did Hannibal and Pushing Uh Daisies, he, he counts down for 31 days of Halloween and he always says silver shamrock. I'm like, what the fuck is, what what does that mean? I really, and I never thought to look it up. I'm tempted not to talk about what happens in this movie because it's one of those ones where like, it's so fucking bonkers. Do you want to watch it tonight? Oh, maybe. It's so fucking bonkers. If we don't watch it tonight, maybe we could watch it tomorrow. Yeah, it's so, it's one of those things where like, uh, what? Excuse me? <laughs> what? Um, I'll just say this. Since we're going to watch tonight, we can talk about it next time. It is as if you took sci-fi horror and mixed it with folk horror <laughs> in a Halloween movie. Okay. So I'm going to stop there because I, cause I tr- it's one of those ones where it's like, if you don't know, what you're, I had no idea what I was getting into. And I think it made me enjoy the movie even more. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, eight more days till Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. It's literally one more day till Halloween. One more day till Halloween, Halloween. And like, I'm not, I'm not even going to say that. I'm not even going to say that. We record, we record in advance. So you're actually listening to our pre-Halloween episode. Yeah. But you will get true. it far in the future. Yes. Uh, That's all you have to say about it? Yeah. Because I don't want to say too much because like I said, I think it's one of those ones where go in not knowing 
because I did. And even like the name doesn't feel like (laughs) it doesn't feel accurate. I think that this I think that the movie I I believe it's getting um, more like people are um, uh, appreciating it more. And like people did not like it when it came out, which I think is fair because you go. It was not marketed the way from from what I understand and from my husband's told me who loves horror movies and often tells me what's going on around the time in which these movies came out. Um, he, they did not market this movie as a anthology type movie right. for the Halloween franchise. They 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 marketed it as Halloween movie, <laughs> like you know Michael Myers. Yeah, come see the new Halloween movie. Anyways, I liked it more than I liked the other ones, but well, it's to- it's totally different though. Yeah. So. Uh, I watched. I made so I had a friend a friend come over who wanted to watch some some Halloween movies. Um, and when you have friends over to watch a Halloween movie, you have to choose a movie. Like, you have to choose carefully, at least in my group of friends, because there is going to be talking over the movie. So you can't pick, like, a super... At, like, Midsommar is not party viewing, you know? Hereditary, not party viewing. Um, so I chose two of my favorite seasonal films they're very good and uh they also happen to be my favorite werewolf films so we watched an american werewolf in london and ginger snaps i love ginger snaps i have talked about both multiple times on the podcast before but an american werewolf in london is a story about david and jack two american tourists who go to uh who go to the united kingdom on a backpacking trip they go to this like obscure they go to this obscure town uh, and they are greeted by some unfriendly locals who basically say, get the fuck out, but stay off the moors. And being uh, Americans, they do not listen whatsoever. They get attacked by a werewolf. Uh, Jack is killed and David is bitten. And throughout the rest of the movie, he becomes a werewolf. Um, and this movie slaps. Uh, it's a shame. It's a shame that John Landis has a terrible son and also got a bunch of kids killed. Um, so that sucks. Especially because I love this movie. Yeah. One of those ones where you're like, this sucks, but the movie slaps. Yeah, it's true. Um, I love An American Werewolf in London. I think it's probably one of... It, it is the best werewolf film I've ever seen, I would say. I think it does exactly what I hope for from a werewolf story, which is um, especially a werewolf horror story. Because the horror of it is not just like, ooh, a spooky werewolf. It's like, oh, this person is out of control and destroying his own life. Um, and you want him to fix it, and he can't. You could love a good, messed up dude. I do. Especially, I, and then they're a werewolf. I mean, right? they're just catering to you. Yeah, and the soundtrack is banging. I don't remember the, any of the music. Oh, well, so uh, it's the kind of playlist that you would put together of werewolf songs, and then you would put mm. it on, and it would be like, why are we listening to these? <laughs> like, it's like Bad Moon Rising, and... Uh, <laughs> I don't think Hungry Like the Wolf is in it, but I, do, I don't know if Hungry Like the Wolf was out when the movie came out. It would it probably be. would be there. Um, but it's great. Uh, it's a lot of fun, and it is also quite spooky, um, even though it's it's definitely a horror comedy. And I someday I need we need to do an episode on it purely because I want to read a whole bunch of criticism. <laughs> like I need I could write an essay just this is like a mild spoiler, and also lewd. Um, I could write an essay just on the scene in the porn theater 
and like the porn that they are watching where it's just like people coming it's like these two people it's first of all the porn is called see you next wednesday oh my god and it, it it's called like an i can't remember what the tagline of it is but it's something like an orgy of epic proportions or something but the when they actually see it it's like two people having like very normal sex and then people keep walking into the room and apologizing and then leaving oh my god it's so funny what is it doing there <laughs> i like it's so great we'll put it on the list yeah it's i love it so much um so yeah if you haven't seen an american werewolf in london um it's great i'm sorry about john landis i read uh shadow and the ember by jennifer l armentrout i think that's how you say her last name this is not spelled like that armentrout um this is a prequel to shadow and bone series with poppy and castile um, and it is essentially a retelling <laughs> of the first fucking book. Um, uh, it, it is about, um, a girl named, God, why can't I ever fucking, I literally finished it yesterday. Hold Poppy. On. Nope. That's Poppy. Nope. Copy. Nope. Soppy. Oh, Sarah. Floppy. Her name's Sarah. Short for Serafina. Um, where she, uh, basically she was, um, her father promised a primal god, his firstborn uh, female, as his um, consort. And so she's born and she, she's she's basically groomed her entire life to be the consort. But the whole thing is, is unsurprising to anybody who likes some books like this, uh, she is she is trained her entire life to kill the primal and which for some reason I literally I don't know if I missed this part or what but I don't know how she's killing him because the only way to kill him in which they say through the whole book is for him to fall in love I don't and for her to become his weakness weakness to what what is what is how it like can only somebody who loves him kill him I truly don't know I it's one of those ones where here's the thing about her books and I've seen this criticism before. The books are really fun to read, but do not try and follow the plot because there's <laughs> so much going on. And like, I, I think that she works really hard on the plots um, as a way. But like, I think she works really hard on the plots, but I don't think the plots are necessarily her goal. And so that shows when you're reading it. Um, I think it's easy to follow the basic idea of the plot. Um, but I know that there's some similarities between what's happening to Sarah and what's happening to Poppy. Um, but I only by um, an educated guess was I like, I think that this is literally the same thing that happens in the other books. Anyway, so she's trained to uh, kill the primal by having him fall in love. And on her 18th birthday, he comes and she's like, I don't need a concert. Fuck off. And then they're like, wow, you fucked up. Is, and yes, I'm sorry. Go is ahead. A primal like a, is it like a person? A primal is like the god of the gods. It's like, okay. it's like gods on steroids. Cause I'm, I'm thinking of Final Fantasy 14 in which the primals are things like, um, they're like big animals. No, I mean, he's a, <laughs> he's a big guy. Um, but no, primal is like, um, there are God, there are gods and then there are primals and gods are really powerful. Um, and it's hard to kill them, but they can die. Um, primals, like it's, it's really hard to kill them. Um, so anyway, so there's a rot going on in the town and they're like, oh, because you didn't become the consort, clearly you are causing this rot. 
And she's like, oh, fuck. And so she kind of spends the next three years being like, well, no one wants me. My mother hides me as a handmaid. So I'm just going to go fuck a bunch and just, you know, try and live my life as like no one wants me. And then, you know, primals. Not like that. <laughs> Not like that. Um, and then eventually she f- meets um, a man named Ash who, uh, spoilers, um, ends up being the primal in which she was supposed to be the, um, the consort to. And you know what? The, the first part of like, I give her props for this. The first half of the book has very little Ash in it. And as like, those books are very much like, um, relationship driven like that's what's really fun to to read about that so i think it's uh, kind of brave of her to like barely put him in it um i i think though that is a critique that i have about it though because i do find the plot a little weird not weird but just not the best fleshed out and there's just a lot going on um but yeah i mean this is just a retelling with different names and slightly different things that happen um to these i mean there's you know she ends up having she ends up being a god i don't know having god stuff in her um, well. <laughs> they only have sex once well they only have sex once i will say this in the shadow and bone not shadow and bone from blood and ash series castile's like uh you tricked me poppy that's okay you 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 stabbed me i'm hot i'm hot for that <laughs> and this one uh ash is hot for that for this for stabbing but then he finds out she meant to kill him and he's like i fucking hate you i love you but i clearly i love you um he's trying to say he doesn't and i was like you know what i'll i'll respect that for you trying to really in the end like we end this with him being like i don't want you i respect that um, yeah, if you liked the other books, you'll probably like this. I saw um, a really quick review of it on Instagram, and I think that the girl kind of sums it up for me of, I liked this book, but I have a lot of critiques. <laughs> I have a lot of bad things to say, but I enjoyed myself reading it. It was a long book. It was 25, 24 hours. And let me tell you, this girl can write quickly because um, the next book, not in this series, but the main series um, is coming out relatively soon. And that book, the previous book to that Gilded uh, Crown of Gilded Bones, I don't know, um, came out like earlier this year. So she's written like fucking three books in one goddamn year. Wow. <laughs> and so um, I'm excited for that. I thought this was good. I would read the next one. It is really just a retelling of Poppy and Castile's story. Um, yeah, I mean, some people are like, oh, I'm all for Ash slash Nyctos over, over Hawk slash Castile. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> he kind of sucks. Like, Hawk Castile sucks too, but like in a very much like he really loves Poppy and he's just like, stab me, I'm into it. And Nyctos is like, stab me, I'm into it, but I'm pissed off and not in a fun way. <laughs> so, you know, there's still fangs, there's still sex with, you know, drinking blood. So we still got that. <laughs> we got dragons instead of werewolves. Okay. Um, I'm not really a dragon person. You know what? I I can't wait for the next book to come out and I really hope that she does this. So everybody's been waiting. This is not talking about this series. This is talking about the original series right now. Everyone's been waiting for 
uh, there's this like joining that happens. Oh, yes, I remember you with the werewolf about sex this. happening, and yeah, I want her to not put it into like the very very last book because people are want it so bad. I think it's hilarious <laughs> that it hasn't happened yet. I also think there needs to be more um, build up or not build up uh, character development between Poppy and what's his name because that at this point it kind of feels weird. Um, but yeah, you know, it is it is a retelling. <laughs> of the first book i enjoyed the first book more but that might just be because i read it first (laughs) um but yeah i enjoyed it it's really easy fun read and i really wanted something easy fun um because uh you know seasonal depression i i don't want it to hit hard (laughs) so give me something fun um i rewatched ginger snaps oh Again, I've talked about it 6,000 times it's on this podcast, so, so I'm not going to go deep, but it is a excellent Canadian horror movie about two sisters, uh, Bridget and Ginger, um, who do not want to get their periods and grow up, uh, and they're two goth kids who take a lot of photos of themselves dying, or fake, di- fake dying, um, and uh, Ginger gets bitten by a werewolf and turns into a werewolf, uh, and it's a great movie about the horrors of puberty. Yeah. Um, if you've not seen Ginger Snaps, you gotta. If that didn't convince you. You gotta see it. Like, it's just classic. You you gotta. It's so good. If you like Jennifer's body, go watch it. You gotta see it. If you like Heather's, go watch it. Yeah. If you like Mean Girls, probably go watch it. It's, it's gross. Jawbreaker, go watch it. But you can look at Does the Dog Die? Uh, Yeah, I would. The Dog Does Die. It um, is really gruesome. Yeah, it's pretty gruesome. Um, but if you like horror and and you're in for some some gruesomeness, uh, it's really good. I love, I love Ginger Snaps so much. I gotta watch the other one, the other two. I guess I know the third one's supposed to be bad, but I haven't seen the second one yet. So, uh, do you want me to do another one? Yeah. Uh, so I also watched Saint Elmo's Fire, which is starring much of the Brat Pack from like, uh, bre- not Breakfast at Tiffany's, uh, The Breakfast Club uh pretty in pink and so on um and this is a movie about this group of friends after did you ever see saint elmo's fire i don't think so surprisingly enough we so here's what i will say my husband loved it but he did reveal he's like oh it's so good and then he's he did reveal as we started the movie i might just like the soundtrack (laughs) 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 which is fair because it has a banging soundtrack um so it's about a group of friends who have recently graduated college and their lives are all kind of tenuously hanging on to one another uh and everybody in this group of friends more every man in this group of friends fucking sucks every one of them except what's his name the you you would know if you'd seen it you'd be like yeah they all suck except that one guy um everybody's having a terrible time they're in loveless relationships they're cheating on one another they're like desperately trying to find meaning in their life everybody's miserable it's a real midsummer night's dream level of like poorly constructed relationships everybody's with the wrong person um it definitely was not my favorite but and it was weirdly depressing you wouldn't expect it but it was weirdly depressing um and every man sure did suck in it except for that one guy who was just doing his best um but it had its moments of of being really enjoyable and it did have a banging soundtrack so if you like if you are like you know you enjoyed like pretty in pink or 16 candles or whatever and you're like i wonder what that what those actors what many of those actors would be like later doing like a a slightly older story and this one is not by john hughes i think it's by joel schumacher if i remember right um 
and you know it, maybe it's worth a watch but it is quite depressing in the end it takes a turn <laughs> um and it was i was like oh i saw that you were on a bad path but i didn't quite realize how bad <laughs> um also i wish one of your friends would have checked in with you at any point um so yeah it, it's it's like a it's sort of a dark comedy and then it takes a darker turn and then everybody becomes friends again in the end for reasons nobody can comprehend but that's a movie for you folks you ever seen a movie that's what it's like um but it wasn't bad and like i said banging soundtrack so if you like a banging soundtrack and you're like what's the backpack doing in like the early 90s or something in a movie directed by joel schumacher there you go it's got it for you um, you can do your last one, and then I'll do mine, and then we can talk about Doom. I read Second First Impressions by Sally Thorne, which is another really sweet, easy, pretty predictable, wrapped up in a nice bow at the end book. So if you want something fun and easy, that um, it's about a girl named Ruthie who works in an old folks home, and she kind of takes care of everything. She lives on site. She's worked there for like six years. She's 26 years old or somewhere around there and she has a lot of anxiety uh and then one thing leads to another and uh the the property is looking like it's going to be sold by this um big company that had bought it or not sold they're going to develop it into probably like i don't know what apartments or a parking lot whatever you know something that'll make them more money and um one thing leads to another and the bad boy ends up that she meets ends up working with her because he is the son of the guy who owns the big company and um you know things happen that are fun and easy like he finds he accidentally steps on a turtle and uh because there are a bunch of turtles that are endangered um that like live in this area and he ends up bringing the turtle to the vet and it becomes his son and that's fair (laughs) Um, he very much feels a lot for the turtle and which is great. She, uh, also one of the things I really love about this, about this book is she, so she was grew up in a church and her father's a pastor, whatever. And she's obsessed with, I think it's like heaven's door or something like that. It's, it's seventh heaven is what it is. <laughs> like almost down to a T, um, like and like she's obsessed with it and then turns out he is and then they bond but she's like a bad boy who's doing nothing with his life and he's just gonna leave and she's like i'm not leaving and then they fall in love and in the end it's kind of tied up in a pretty bow and spoilers they uh they do they kiss each other they kiss each other they have sex and which is like her first sex since she had sex Um, on prom night which was extremely traumatizing mostly because the boy she had sex with was very upset and went to his pastor to speak about it and be upset about it which was her father um and then her father was really upset uh yeah i mean it's it is it's it's super predictable and um but i had a really good time reading it the whole the like through the whole thing it's the same person who did um the hating game the hating game was definitely better it wasn't as predictable it didn't like tie itself up in a nice clean bow but it's it's totally something to read if you want if you feel like the awkward girl and you want to be with the bad boy hello i'm here i'm here for that and you want something really easy because um you know life is fucking hard 
and you just want a boy who a bad boy who has tattoos and loves turtles and loves you um so yeah i mean this makes sense my husband has tattoos and he loves turtles and <laughs> consistently asks me if he can get a turtle the answer is no they stink um do they i don't know they have they have cages that look like they may stink i don't know you can't really cuddle a turtle if you can't cuddle it i don't want it um I don't know. It was just fun and easy to read. It's very predictable. She's super awkward. She loves the residents there. Um, there are two women there that are very eccentric, and um, everyone thinks that they're sisters, in which they, this is horrible spoilers. Everyone thinks they're sisters. In the end, they actually are um, uh, lovers, and they get married in the end. And um, it was so sweet. And that part was really good. <laughs> It was all really good. I really enjoyed it. It's it's such an easy rom-com. Like, this is something that would be made um, on Netflix for teens, if you know what I mean. Like, does that make sense? Like, it easy, easy wrap-up in the end. I watched eight episodes in one night, and it was really good and really easy, and now I move on to the next thing. Nice. Yeah. That makes it sound bad, but it wasn't. It was good. It was fun. Sometimes that's all you need. It, it truly was all I really needed. I mean, it just, you know, it just... It just was really cute and fun, and he's, you know, tall, dark, and handsome with tattoos, and she's a frumpy, frumpy, awkward girl, and he's in, he is legitimately into her organizing skills. That makes him hot. <laughs> um, I watched all of the old Evil Dead movies. So also so good. You had Evil so Dead, many goods. Evil Dead 2, and Army of Darkness. Now, I had seen... I've seen Evil Dead about 8,000 times, and I love it. I had seen Evil Dead 2 once, and I remember nothing about it. I think I did not watch it under ideal circumstances. Uh, and I had not seen Army of Darkness, or I had seen just the very beginning of Army of Darkness really? and nothing else. Um, yeah, I had seen the part of him working at smart but not the rest of the movie interesting it was very strange so what'd you think um i liked it i so evil dead remains my favorite have you watched the remake yeah i saw it with you oh did you yeah i thought it was okay i really liked it it was really scary yeah i I wasn't impressed with it but eh, it was fine Um, um the original is still my favorite i don't know it's just so weird and interesting they went for it and you love it and gross it's just it's just it's not like anything else that i have seen and i appreciate that about it evil dead 2 is bonkers ass wild and i really liked that also i think it's just um there's something about the first one that i just really really love and evil dead 2 didn't quite get there but i think evil dead 2 is a great movie in its own right like it's it's literally just my personal preference slightly edges out evil dead 1 over evil dead 2 but evil dead 2 is an absolute blast watch oh if you don't if you're not familiar with evil dead um it's a story about uh also go watch it go watch it it's super gross so prepare yourself for that um it is a story. Well, first, it's a story of a group of friends who go into a cabin and they play a tape full of ancient rituals and they end up getting possessed by demons um, until Ash, the main character played by Bruce Campbell, um, kills them all. Basically, uh, that's Evil Dead 1. Evil Dead 2, we retcon the first film. So it's just Ash and his girlfriend. Uh, and, oh, yeah, I forgot about it. Retcon. Yeah. And then... Um, it, Ash just has to kill his girlfriend after she's possessed by demons. And in Evil Dead 2, he's slowly losing his mind after being possessed himself. 
Uh, and then he is met by four new people who are there to check in on the owner of the, it's like the daughter of the people who own the cabin. Um, they're trying to like just check in on the parents and they think that Ash killed them when in fact they were super dead already. Uh, and he just loses his fucking mind. Um, and then Army of Dark in Army of Darkness, at the end of Evil Dead 2, he ends up sucked through a portal back to the 1300s, as one does. Um, and he is the the prophesied hero who will destroy the Deadites, who are uh, the Army of Darkness, a bunch of demonic dudes uh there's lots of i don't even know how to describe them does the movie the movie doesn't even really tell you like where they came from or anything they're just kind of there um and have to be dealt with so army of darkness so evil dead is is kind of a straightforward horror movie but it's it's darkly funny um evil dead 2 is a is a pretty clear horror comedy and Army of Darkness is kind of an epic fantasy comedy with a touch of horror. Um, so they're all kind of different genres. And and like I think there's something for everybody yeah, in it these seems movies. Like something for everyone. Um, Army of Darkness was also a lot of fun. Like I had a really good time watching it. I don't think I'll, I'll, I need to watch it again anytime soon. Um, but it was really enjoyable. Bruce Campbell sure did get hotter and hotter with each movie. Mm-hmm. And then it's all downhill. Uh, but boy, howdy, though. He got he got hotter and hotter each movie. He did he did get more and more roughed up with each movie, but I'm here for it. We all know. We all know. Um I am I am what I am. I am what I am. I am what I am. Uh so yeah, it was really enjoyable. If you haven't seen the Evil Dead movies, the first one's a bit spooky. Uh it's also very gross. Uh the second one is Buck Wild, and I think less gross. It's more there's a lot of blood, but less like other materials. <laughs> the best way I can think to explain. Uh, An Army of Darkness is not very gory or anything at all, and it's not very scary, um, but it is a lot of fun. So, you know, check them out. Dune, right? Yeah, let's talk about Dune. Dune. I read the book a long time ago, and I thought it was okay, which I know is blasphemy. But you don't like sci-fi very much. I don't really like epic fantasy or sci-fi and that's what this basically that's is. what this is i thought it was fine i didn't like hate it or anything um i just didn't feel any need to read beyond the first book mm-hmm. um and the movie when the movie was coming out i was like this looks like a dune adaptation which is gr- which is great if you like dune like it's g- great if you like dune but as i found dune fine i was like i think i'm gonna think this movie is fine and my takeaway from Dune was that was fine. <laughs> I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I was watching it and my husband also thought it was fine, but he usually has to watch something twice to really make a real opinion on it. But I loved every minute of it. It was slow and I like it totally was. And it was sometimes it was the, um, Missy had mentioned the colors that she didn't like. It didn't bother me. Uh, I just the director gets praised a lot for his vision. And I'm like, yeah, he makes just gray movies. <laughs> Like they're gray. That's his thing. Is he? He has like a. He has really good camera work. Mm-hmm. Like the shots themselves are really, I think, beautifully composed. Yeah, the set are. design left a bit to be desired, um, but the costumes were incredible. The costumes were were really really good to look at. Yeah. Um. But the the color grading on the movie, I was just like, this is the movie looks like I'm remembering it. Do you know, you know, when you think about something you saw a long time ago and you try to remember what it looks like and it's kind of like washed out. I kind of like that. Though. That's what it looks like to me. I kind of like that kind of makes it, me like it more. Why? 
I don't know, because it kind of feels like one of those like crazy things that happen. You're like, what? And like thinking back on like, oh, that really happened. If I thought that's what he was going for, maybe. But it's the tone of every like every single big budget uh, fantasy or sci-fi film thinks that to be sophisticated, you need to have everything devoid of color. <laughs> like the like the Eternals looks like a muddy mess. It's getting like the worst reviews of yeah. all Marvel movies. Why does it look like that? I don't know. Why do you want it to look like that? Some people like that. Who? I don't know. I don't think people do like that. I think people associate it with a certain kind of popularity. Hmm. I don't think anybody out here is like, oh, fuck yeah, I, I hate color. <laughs> I hate seeing color. Colorblind people. They Well, they're colorblind. It's, they can't see color either way. <laughs> they hate it. Like, I just don't think that anybody is really out here going, oh, I fucking hate seeing color. It sucks. I think the only thing that bothers me about the color, because it really doesn't bother me. The only thing about it is sometimes it's hard to see what's going on, which is something that Game of Thrones had, but they're they're darker. Same thing. It's dark and it's just dull to see. Yeah. I mean, I understand. I understand that. I understand that critique. Especially like when you're thinking of like, older sci-fi books like think about those covers but they're definitely trying to make dune cooler than that the thing is and i have said this dune is not cool (laughs) it's good but it's not cool i mean it it truly i would here's the thing i totally agree i think that i wish they would have leaned a little bit more into the absurdity of it but it doesn't bother me that they made it serious because i I, like i said i enjoyed myself through the whole movie i don't don't think it First of all, we didn't give a summary of Dune whatsoever. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Dune, Dune is about uh, a young man named Paul Atreides who is like eight different chosen ones at once. Um, I know. I know. Do not at me. I know where the story goes. I'm aware. Um, he, his like family is essentially given a planet called Arrakis and they have to, they, where they go to mine spice, which is a hallucinogenic, hallucinogenic drug belonging to the Fremen, uh, which is sort of the indigenous people of that area. The free men. Yes. (laughs) It's very subtle. Um, They, uh, they harvest the spice and then sell it. I can't remember if it's fuel or if it's just a drug. I can't remember. I, I believe it's both. Yeah. Um, so they go there and it's like, oh my God, Paul is prophet. And his name is Paul and his mom's name is Jessica, which is really funny. Um, and there's, it's like their names are Paul and Jessica alongside words like Benny Jezeret and Shai Haloub and Mwadib. Um, so anyway, again, it's probably intentional. I know. <laughs> Don't at me. Um, but uh, they go there and everything kind of starts falling apart. But don't worry, Paul's the chosen one. So, you know, there's big worms. There's political intrigue. Again, I think it's like the story was good. It just didn't it didn't grab me the way that it grabs a lot of people, which yeah. is totally fine. I don't have to like everything on Earth. Yeah. So to return to what you were saying, I don't think I don't need it to be weird or funny at all. That's not what I mean. Mm-hmm. I would like it to be interesting to look at. Give me a reason to look at the screen <laughs> and not just listen to the dialogue. See, I didn't have that issue. So I, I understand what you're saying. And I think that's a fair assessment. But when I was watching it, I didn't I didn't have that issue. I think my issue was I was keeping going and I was like, I know because I've seen the movie. I haven't read the book. I'm like, there's 20 minutes left in this movie. And he spoilers has not ridden a fucking worm. What the hell? 
Um, turns out it's part one, which I feel like they did not tell anyone. No, they didn't advertise that at all. I don't um, think. And when it came out until yesterday, the day before, the second part hadn't been greenlit. Like literally a couple days ago, it had been mm-hmm. greenlit. And I guess they wanted to film it all at once. But, and fairly so, it cost $136 million to make. The production company was like, let's do see how this one goes. <laughs> like, I think that's a fair thing to do. Um, but yeah, I really liked it. I think if you like sci-fi and 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 the epic type of stuff, I think that you'll enjoy it. But um, I think if I they, think you have fair, valid critiques of it. I think if they put any effort whatsoever into making Paul an interesting character, I would have felt more positively about it. But one critic referred to him as his as an unwashed towel and his acting as unwashed towel like, and that is how I feel about him. He was so lifeless. And his hair was pretty. Is the you best. know what? Hmm. I didn't feel that way because I've only I haven't seen Timothy Chalamet or however you say his Chalamet. name Chalamet in a lot of things. But things I have seen him in, he's so devoid of emotion that I was like, wow, it's a lot of emotion oh here. God. How did he compare? How did he compare to Kyle MacLachlan in the in the David Lynch version? Oh, I can't even remember. That movie was so fucking... Have you seen that? No, but I feel like Kyle McLaughlin is a blast. That movie is absolutely bonkers. It was bad. I did not like it. It, I'd probably like it more. You probably would. Um, But I I watched it. I'm like, wow, he's got emotion. (laughs) God. He was just... Like honestly, because like other there was uh, there was good acting in the movie. Yeah. Like don't get me wrong, I really liked his mother. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember her the actress's name. Um, Oscar Isaac was great. Um, the flying man. Oh Jesus, he's so gross. Ugh, I have so much to say about Baron Harkonnen. The whole book is like, look at how disgusting and fat and perverted and gay he is. And the movie's like, well, we'll take out the part where he's gay. Oh. <laughs> It's like, what a progressive win. Now let's just look at his disgusting fat body and let's just really hammer it at home. Because that's a man in a fat suit. Yeah. It's just like, come on. It is really gross. Come on. It's 2021. He does fly around. He sure does. And that did get a laugh out of me when he just (laughs) zoomed right up. I forgot about that until it happened. It's so funny. And then I did laugh because I was I was taken by surprise by that. It like I didn't hate the movie. I don't think it's bad. I just I don't. This is sure a divisive movie. Like people are either really love it or hate it with this one. And I'm smack in the middle of. That was fine. I think the biggest complaint I have is Zendaya barely being in it. Yeah. Um, I think that was rude. I think they need to take an excellent actress and absolutely beautiful. At least a half hour of that movie's gotta go. I think that's I think that's totally fair. I really enjoyed all of it. The slowness didn't bother me at all. I feel like it It's not here's the thing. It's not the slowness. I'm reading Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell right now. It's not the slowness. It's the use of my time. <laughs> I feel like I'm watching, like I'm watching this director just like make this masturbatory indulgent thing. And I'm like, that's fine. And like, it's good for some people, but like, I don't feel like you are using my time well. That's so funny. You are asking me to tune to tune into somebody lifting sand up for the 85th time. I get it. It's Dune, Desert Planet, 
Arrakis. It's so funny. I felt I like we have such different opinions. I think a lot of it is the sci-fi aspect of it. But like I literally was like, oh, it's already almost over. (laughs) Oh, my God. I yeah, (laughs) went on. So it went on so long for me. I was. Well, tell us how you feel, people. Yeah. And compare it to because usually we're pretty we have pretty similar opinions, but um, you didn't hate it. No, I didn't. I really I don't think it's a bad movie. I just I don't understand why everybody loves it so much. I love like it. people are out here like like when it when it wasn't sure they were going to get the part two. people were like championing like it's a fucking indie film. You guys, this this movie was cost so much money to make and it's going to make a bunch of money like it's not an indie film. <laughs> The only I do wish I would have seen it in theaters because I keep seeing like it's a movie you need to see in theaters. It's a movie, yeah, you, and I I totally see that because yeah, because it's dark and then maybe you could see the hints of color. Well, also when you don't have a light in the room, everything it look more gray. Everything is huge. Yeah, everything is huge. Everything is huge. Um, so I don't know. I really liked it. I thought it was it was it was just my cup of tea. Cool. Yeah, it was Earl Grey, which makes sense. Yeah, I don't like Earl Grey either. Yeah. That's why it was colored like that. Yeah. That's, yeah. Um I'm re- the second half I'm ready for the second half. I think it's going to be even if if they if it's if it is good like this one, I think it'll be even more more it'll be even better. Unfortunately, it's like slated to come out uh tw- October of 2023. So I got to wait 2 years, which it'll probably get pushed off again. So I'll probably end up waiting 4 years <laughs> and then, you know, I'll be old. Yep. That's how we'll end it. Yep. Um, so Time that- happens and I get old. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll do it for this episode. You can find us online at fakeeatgrosscast.com, which has links to all of our previous episodes and our podcast network, Penwich Studio. Check out the other shows on the network. You'll like them. Guaranteed. Or your money back. Or your money back. Because, oh, unless you're a Patreon supporter, then that does not apply. Sorry. So I'm not going to give your money back. Sorry. Um, <laughs> if you, oh, if you enjoy the show, uh, we have a Discord that you can join. Just send me an email, contact at fakeeatgirlscast.com, and we'd be happy to send you an invite. Yeah. Um, we just don't post it publicly so that we don't get... Weirdos. That It's not weirdos that I'm worried I about. Yes, we are weirdos. We are the weirdos, mister. Um, <laughs> it's more so I don't want people joining in bad faith. And I feel mm-hmm. like if you can make it 50 minutes into the episode, like either you're really dedicated or you're not um, or hate watching listening if you're hate listening again i implore you to find to do so- your life is short fill it with something you can enjoy maybe they hate they love to hate i i would ask them to try something different like try loving something you might feel whoa this has been missing from my life and then you can be free of listening to this podcast uh anyway contact at fakey girls cast if you want to join the discord i'll be happy to send you a link uh next up we're doing new moon yeah it's another we've been doing a lot of this is difficult to get through but the conversation's really good i can't tell you i'm so excited to do hellblazer (laughs) oh i need to take that as a reprieve from the teen vampires uh we'll be doing new moon and then dairy girls which i don't know like anything about but i've repeatedly heard good things so i'm excited about that and then we will be taking the rest of the year off um we are going to do a bonus episode a page for patreon only if you want to join the patreon for a dollar in december we are going to do a no research episode (laughs) on austin powers (laughs) it's gonna be real good guys because i feel like now that we have seen every james bond we're going to appreciate Austin Powers on a whole other level. 
But because we're taking December off, I have vowed to do no research. Yeah, none. So it's going to be entirely off the top of our heads, uh, running our mouths. Um, and that is why we are locking it behind Patreon for yeah. $1. <laughs> Um, so yeah, if you want to join for a dollar, you can get that episode and all of our bonus episodes that should go up sometime in December. I don't know exactly when it'll be there, but it'll be there. Uh, when we come back from our break, we will throughout, um, December, we'll still be doing what we've been up to is we are just aren't doing any full length episodes so that I can give my brain a break. Um, when we come back, we will be doing probably Hellblazer, maybe the Vampire Diaries seasons four through eight as our, or sorry, five through eight, five, six, seven, eight, five through eight as our return i think i know a lot of this has to do with like how you can finish it but if it's gonna make your life more enjoyable to do hellblazer first we can do that (laughs) i don't know do i want to like get over the i can't get entirely over the teen the teen vampire hump because we still have two more twilight books but it may be i don't know it really just has to do with how fast i can get through the because i didn't watch vampire diaries at all this week um so we'll keep you updated because we'll still be doing those what we've been up to episodes. But it'll either be Hellblazer or the Vampire Diaries. And then after that, we're going to be doing Fruits Basket. So we have some fun stuff and the Vampire Diaries on the way. Uh, and that's it. Yeah. Catch you on the flip side. Catch you on the flip side.